This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. This episode of This Week in HPC is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Visit dell.com slash HPC. HPC at UAB. Ralph Zatola and John Paul Robinson join me this week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. In this special sponsored episode brought to you by Dell Technologies, I'm joined by Ralph Zatola, who's the Assistant Vice President of Research Computing, and John Paul Robinson, who's an HPC architect at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, or UAB. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure. Great, great to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. And I'm really excited to talk about this. We've seen UAB sort of up and coming in HPC. You've been doing you know, a fair bit uh, all along, but this is something where, from my analyst perspective, we're seeing some increased investment from UAB in the HPC space. Ralph, can you start out just telling us a little bit about high-performance computing in UAB and some of the areas that you're researching? Sure. Um, so I'll, say, I'll start by saying I've been here about three years. And um, uh, UAB as a research institution is fairly large. We're up to about $650 million a year in federally funded research, sponsored research, and we really cover the gamut. Um, UAB has had uh, research computing for some time. Uh, and um, uh, in, in recently, about five or six years ago, and. John Paul was actually intimately involved with this. Uh, the campus went through a uh, planning process and uh, uh, President Watt and the new CIO, uh, Dr. Kirk Carver, uh, decided that research computing was critical for the growth of the research mission of the university and they've invested in it. And we've been growing the group ever since. When I arrived, uh, I went around and did what I affectionately called, became known as the walkabout, talking to people about what they liked about UAB. And, you know, when I, when I arrived, UAB already had the fastest supercomputer in the state. It was still modest, but it was, um, uh, you know, a good start. And what I was pleased to hear was that everybody also really valued the people. And I think that's an important part of this. It's um, uh, that mix, that right mix of um, uh, collaborative spirit, uh, smart people and cutting edge tools. Ralph, yeah, Ralph, I'll stick with you for a second because something we see pretty commonly in academic supercomputing is that you wind up serving a lot of different types of workloads. Is there some particular area of focus at UAB or is your, your system or your resources getting used across a lot of different departments? Any particular areas of research? Well, it, it, it's interesting because if you look at some of the data, um, the our physics department users use probably the you know the greater number of, of CPU hours on the in the environment, but we have a huge portfolio of life sciences research, and that's growing every day, uh, especially in areas of, of um, personalized medicine, informatics, genomics. All of, you know, I think basically what you see out there in general. Um, and and uh, I think over time, as people do their research, and you know, today, 
all research has some computational component. I mean, heck, I remember there was a story written about what we were doing here and the, the uh, public relations people identified a professor in the Department of Philosophy uh, that was using the cluster. Uh, I just think that's fantastic. Uh, it brings traditional issues up of how do you how do you support people in all of these domains? But uh, um, you know it works because I, again I think just the fact that our approach and our community's approach is very collaborative. Oftentimes, research computing departments feel like they don't necessarily get the the kudos that they should get for being part of the team. And that's entirely not the case here. It's a very um, respectful, collaborative environment. And that's what I find really exciting. I'm a big fan of that as well. And I love it when research computing uh, gets deployed in new ways for new types of applications. So getting to see that spread at UAB is certainly a lot of fun. Now, John Paul, you've got a new system, a relatively new system that's just come in from Dell. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the new resources getting added, uh, what kind of capabilities you gained and, and how you decided on that system? So we... Um... We had a couple of um, requirements as we were looking at our um, hardware purchase from last year um, that were both driven by um, uh, the you know demand we'd seen in the user community and also just our, our internal campus demand for how to expand and grow um, research computing on campus, um, recognizing that we needed uh, additional facility space. So um, what we did is uh, we started um, we're traditionally HPC high performance computing right um, and so as users are coming from their labs they're coming over to our facilities and saying okay well here i have a lot of you know extra compute power available i don't need to be maintaining a you know a a set of servers or a server in my lab i can just be using the server um that you have available the cores that i can get through the batch computing environment but increasingly um we need to also provide um kind of uh, boutique computing environments environments where you know the user and user gets to control more of their um, uh, software dependencies and kind of move beyond what might be a traditional batch computing environment where you think of, you know, all the software is the same across the entire cluster. And um, different technologies are helping out with that. There's, of course, containerization that you can do. But then, you know, when, when you're talking about building um, environments, um, a lot of people are very comfortable uh, constructing um, machines as they kind of follow their um, uh, script on that they found online from um, peer researchers that say, you know, install these components, these components, these components, each one having their own, you know, little custom dependencies. So what we've, what we did um, a few years ago was set up a kind of a dev OpenStack environment so that folks could kind of be on their own and set up their environments and, and see how things function, and then also support whatever operations they might have in their lab. So we saw a lot of growth and demand for that. And we just didn't have the capacity in that OpenStack platform that we had set up. So we knew we had to expand um, that capability um, for computing. And at the same time, we also were seeing increasing demand for um, uh, GPU computing, AI, machine learning workflows. We have a good collection of GPUs already on the cluster, but anybody who has worked with GPUs knows they they age quickly in the sense that the next generation GPUs are, are even more aggressive in what they can do. So we knew we wanted to satisfy both the, um, the um, you know, a custom computing environment and the machine learning environment. So we kind of went with a, um, a um, 
hybrid uh, hardware configuration where we got, you know, some traditional um, what you might call Dell servers, you know, that the workhorse of um, uh, HPC and, and cloud computing, and then uh, several of the uh, latest uh, NVIDIA DGXA100 nodes to really drive um, the capabilities and exploration around GPU and machine learning. Um, so that has given us the capacity to really build out what we're now calling our production OpenStack um, fabric. And it's uh, going to basically make it possible for um, researchers to build their workflows, and then also deliver those research uh, those workflows to uh, you know other researchers on campus or even across other campuses. P people at other in, um, universities will be able to use these environments that are, are set up uh, by the researchers. And then with the GPU complement to that, we'll be able to support um, a variety of different workflows, inferencing for applications that researchers set up, and also uh, you know training. Um, applications for um, that might be integrated with our HPC via you know virtual compute nodes that have GPUs associated with them, or um, you know actually leverage raw hardware in cases where we need that. And I'll double click on that in just a moment because there are certainly a lot of fast evolving trends in HPC. But these heterogeneous computing environments, by the time you look at the processing elements, the interconnects, the storage architectures, there's a lot going on here. And uh, Dell has been a, a leader in HPC with total HPC solutions. Ralph, you were talking about uh, Dell as a partner uh, in terms of deploying these systems. Yeah, I really appreciate the fact that um, when we uh, work with them, it, it truly is a partnership. It's not your, I'll say, classic vendor-customer relationship. I sometimes feel that we're co-inventing solutions, and that's worked very, very well for us. Um, uh, and, you know, the other thing that happens, too, over time is um, you get familiarity with the environment, and, and so when we need to shift gears i mean <laughs> i'm gonna laugh here a little bit but people who've known me a while oh i love paraphrasing the einstein quote if we knew what we were doing it wouldn't be called research would it and that's kind of the world we live in you know we we try to plan and have a production environment and make sure everything is stable but the nature of research is that it's just fast dynamic and changing and so you know that's the way we operate and, and uh, so the relationship works well because it's a long-term type of relationship. That comes yep. back around to what John Paul was just saying, that there are a lot of new trends moving in HP, HPC right now where we're talking about analytics, we're talking about machine learning. That's driving a lot of this heterogeneous computing. So not only with the new resource, but Ralph, how are you seeing high-performance computing or research computing evolving at UAB in general to incorporate those trends right now? Well, so one aspect is the hardware. And, and uh, you know, that, I dare say, is easy to fix with a check. And But, you know, the checks may or may not be there. That's a whole other story. But um, the, the other part is the people. And, and so there are a couple of things that we're doing in that space. Um, one is that we're really fortunate that the institution is is really supporting this. It's, it's part of our strategic plan. We're moving forward with it. And not only are we looking for the, not only do we get the year-to-year -year funds to continue to refresh infrastructure, but um, we also have a good team of, of research computing staff that can work directly with the investigators 
and some examples of that. Um, uh, you know, we we started something called a data science journal club, and it was not um, we're not reading papers. We're we're actually I describe it as crowdsourcing problems in data science. We get either publicly available data sets or um, uh, something that an investigator may bring. And we all try to figure out how it works. And we meet weekly on this and, and, and solve the problem in real time. We stream it live on YouTube and Twitch. And, and, uh, um, and we also show what doesn't work. And in the end, that's helping to build the community. And it got very popular here. And in fact, some of the faculty asked us if we would try to turn it into a graduate level course because their students were spending a lot of time and they'd like to see them get some recognition. And so we have it, it's a one credit course. So, so that, that's an example of how we're trying to develop that data science critical mass, if you will, on campus. Um, another thing that we're doing, which I, I don't think is novel, but you know, I feel like came up with a pretty crafty name, we call it ShareOps. Um, once a month, we have a breakfast meeting with um, uh, DevOps scientific software developers out in our UAB community uh, and beyond, we're starting to invite people from other campuses to that and uh, the research computing staff. And the goal really is to learn. Um, I, I describe it as that we're sharing current practice. It's not necessarily good or best. It's what we're doing today. It's what's working today. It's the problems we're facing today. And by bringing that critical mass of people in the room, um, we have uh, an open exchange of ideas. That one we don't record because we really want people to be able to speak freely. And that's become hugely popular as well. By word of mouth, the, the participation keeps growing every month. So the focus on a good mix of technology as well as a focus on developing people um, both not just in IT, but also in the research domains, is proving to be a winning formula for us. Our Chief Research Officer, Dan Olds, is one of the coordinators of the International Student Cluster Competition, so maybe we'll be able to get some of your students' recognition that way. We'll get a UAB team in there. John Paul, as we look at these trends, what are some of the things you're looking toward building toward in the future? I, I love that we're getting more students into it, more domains. Where do you see this going? Well, I think a really important aspect of it is is this ability to tune the computing environment to your needs, right? I mean, in HPC, our traditional approach, as I mentioned earlier, is is everything is kind of the same. We run it as a cluster, and that's really useful when you have you know well defined workloads that are um, kind of your your mainstream mainstream um, effort in the organization. But when you have a, a campus based research computing focus, you you do have to put, uh, support a lot of different use cases, and, and you simply can't keep up with that. You you have to let people run at the speed of their research. And so the, the best thing you can do is provide the centralized uh, uh, management and support that you can through a, an infrastructure that's you know centrally provided, but give them the the flexibility to use that infrastructure in new and novel ways. And so that's that's where our focus is on is really putting the tools um, in the hands of the researchers, telling them how they can use them, and letting them work forward from there. Um, and I think that that's going to really allow them to incorporate the machine learning, the AI capabilities that are, you know, every every domain is excited about what we're seeing as we get to process more data and understand it 
more effectively from a machine learning aided way. Right. And so as, as, as that grows, we want to make sure that our researchers have the computing power that they need to accomplish that. Our listeners can find out more about Dell Ready Solutions for HPC at dell.com slash HPC. Ralph, how do people learn more about what's going on with HPC at UAB? How do you want to interact with our audience? It's, uh, it's pretty simple. You can find us on the um, UAB website. So just use your favorite search engine and look up UAB Research Computing. I've been speaking with Ralph Zatola and John Paul Robinson, representing high-performance computing at UAB. Ralph, John Paul, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's been a great conversation. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.